The following Dharma talk was given for the Insight Meditation Community of Charlottesville, Virginia. Please visit our website at imeditation.org. So let's start tonight by standing up. We'll do, you know, the Buddha talked about meditating in a standing position, sitting position, lying down, um, whatever position we find ourselves in. So just exploring this body, maybe bending the knees a little bit. If they creak, they creak. And just feel the aliveness tonight in this body, very simply. Feeling the aliveness in the feet, calves, knees, thighs, hips, just all through the body, just noticing it. And now begin to sway back and forth. Notice how certain parts of the body get activated, just finding your own rhythm. And just staying within the body, noticing the swaying motion. You know, it's no wonder that babies like to be rocked. Swaying is a way to discharge some energy very subtly and gently. It's an easy meditation to do while you're waiting online. Just bring your attention into the body and just gentle movements back and forth. Be very subtle. As we change positions, the energy field is very different. We can begin to notice that. Whether we're sitting in a chair, standing, walking, lying. It's a, it's a fascinating miracle, this life that we have. It can become a more of a joyful experience. Just, wow, what's life like right now? What's aliveness like? And in another 10 or 15 seconds, we'll sit down and gather your attention a little bit and notice all the movement and activity that it takes to sit down, whether you're in a chair or on the floor. See if it's possible to keep, keep most of the attention in the body as you move. So let's sit down. So there's various ways to prepare for practice. You know, I often talk about considering a few things that you're grateful for as a way of 
brightening or gladdening the mind, counting a blessing or two. It's a, it's a timeless instruction for opening the heart, bringing attention to blessing, whatever that blessing is, simple or grand. And just take a moment and bring forward one or two things that you're grateful for. And see if you can feel what gratitude is like in the body. With a little practice you can notice, oh, this is what gratitude feels like and gosh, it's mostly here in this part of the body. Sometimes it can be enjoyable to just spend a sizable portion of a meditation period just reflecting on what you're grateful for. share another beginning possible offering you can give to yourself and that's exploring your intention for doing this practice. It's taking some moments. You know, the, the benefits that you're hoping to experience that deep wish that that you're able to open your heart further, that you can see more clearly so that you act with compassion and skill. Those are wholesome desires called chanda. You know, the, the, the wishes you have for yourself and for this world. You know, so reflecting a little bit on your intention can be a broad intention or it could be very, very specific. Like in this meditation, I am going to really treat myself with compassion and gentleness without judgment or harshness and kind of set 
Setting that intention can inform our experience, affect our nervous system, and cultivate those characteristics that, that we hold so dear. And so just spend a moment with your intention for your practice. Now, bringing a compassionate, warm, caring attention to this living body. And so tonight we'll scan the body as we often do. But I invite you to see what's possible in bringing forward the warmth, the care for yourself as you exercise your heart in this compassionate act of gentle attention. So bringing attention to your forehead inviting a smoothing of the brow and a relaxation and ease there softening and allowing that attention to move into the eyes And you might enjoy installing a little smile in the corner of the eyes. And allowing the attention and the smile to now move through the rest of the facial muscles. What would it feel like if a smile moved through your body? As you explored the miracle of being alive. And so inviting all the facial muscles to have ease. Experiencing the sensations 
in and around the mouth. We do a lot of eating every day and throughout our life and there's a lot of sensation there. There's a lot of life. Be it the touch of the lips, the sensations of the roof of the mouth, the tongue, the base of the tongue. the gums and the living teeth. And the jaw structure. Alive. And allowing that gentle attention into the neck and shoulder area, often an area where we tighten. It's like most things are pulled down by gravity, but our shoulders go up with the tension. So invite those shoulder blades to release a little bit soften and let go. Even releasing a millimeter could have an effect. And so the neck and shoulders, feeling it from the inside out, the aliveness, the volume of space, And if it's helpful, allowing that smile to move through. And allowing the attention to cascade now into both arms. Experience there, the aliveness and volume of space. Feeling from the inside out. Bones, ligaments, muscles, alive. What can you notice of this miracle? And allowing attention to move into the hands, wherever they're resting, noticing what parts of the hand are in contact with something and what parts of the hand aren't. and experiencing the energy in the hands and the fingers. 
What might you notice? And bringing attention now to the rib cage, the upper portion of the torso, front, back, and sides. Noticing how with each breath it expands. And then on the exhale it relaxes. Very slight movement. And allowing a gentle, appreciative attention to move to the interior of the rib cage. All those organs that have served us day after day, year after year. And bring some caring attention there. attention now into the lower portion of the torso, the abdominal area, the sides, the small of the back. And inviting a softening of the belly. attention to the hips and buttocks and genitals. With the invitation of ease. to the legs, both legs, alive with sensation. Experiencing from the inside out, volume of space, the aliveness. the feet, very sensitive area, bringing a caring attention there.
And now opening up your attention to the entire field of sensation in the body with a broad coverage, a broad coverage of awareness. And as a more pointed act of compassion, bringing attention to any area of your body that's been wounded or or that you deem could benefit from some TLC. Just bringing your attention there, not trying to fix. Just being with, with a loving presence. Now, many people find it helpful to have an anchor, be it the breath or sound or sensation. So bringing attention to an anchor, if that's helpful for you, the breath or a portion of the breath or sounds or other sensations in the body. It's just a way to gather the energies of the heart and mind and make a connection that has the quality of warmth and care with that anchor. Gentle embrace.
Now, of course, the mind wanders. That's what it does. That's okay. And when you wake up from whatever story has been running, it's a moment where we avoid judgment or harshness and just kind of revel in the fact that we are awake for a moment, present. We can re-inhabit our senses directly, feel sensations, feel the air on our skin. Feel this pulsing of life. And we can notice how that's different than being in a story. And we can stay there for as long as we'd like. And we may notice that there is tension from what we were thinking about. And then as an act of compassion, bringing a directed re-relaxation to this body. Maybe gently softening in the face. Maybe breathing into and relaxing the neck and shoulders. Offering that to ourselves. without judgment or harshness. Self-care. And then when you're ready, without any hurry, then reconnect back with your anchor. if you find that useful. But the whole process is a gentle movement of attention.
And in a moment I will ring the bell one time and we could call that the refreshment bell. If you want to move your body in a way that brings relief or greater comfort, just mindfully do that. You might want to stand up And then I'll ring it again a single time and we'll sit for a few more minutes after that. But this is a, a movement and an act of compassion, an exploration of how might I move to bring greater comfort to this body right now. See about keeping some attention in that body as you care for it. Gentleness and relaxation, the foundations. <clears throat> when the mind is active, you eventually recognize that you're in a story. That's a special, special moment in meditation. It's a time to notice the awakening. It's a time to maybe invite a release of some tension in the head from the thinking.
and to live and experience directly the alive presence and the exercise of compassion and relaxation. And so the mind wanders a thousand times. We wake up without judgment. And for those of you who enjoyed the smile, remembering to reinstall the smile. Corners of the eyes, the corners of the lips, and allow it to cascade through the whole body. Readjusting the posture if it has slumped and you feel that there's a more regal, uplifting manner to hold this body, just make that adjustment. Notice the change.
For the last few minutes of our meditation, I invite you to take what is known as the backward step. In that bringing attention to awareness itself. The awareness is the background, so to speak, the knowing quality of our breath, of sensations, of thoughts, emotions, sounds, all the phenomena. And there's an awareness that knows this. In Zen, they call it taking the backward step and resting attention on awareness itself. Awareness is infinite, translucent, imperturbable. It is not moved by any of the phenomena that occur. It has a knowing quality. So look directly at the nature of awareness. It's receptive and knowing, but is not made up of the phenomena. Rest attention on awareness itself. It has no boundaries. It's not inside, it's not outside. Just as an experiment, look directly at the nature of awareness. Allowing awareness to be the foreground of attention.
And so may the wholesome energies and intentions of our practice together tonight, may those wholesome energies be combined with the efforts and wholesomeness of all contemplatives throughout time, those of the past, the present, and the future. And together, may these energies serve the welfare, the happiness, and freedom of all beings everywhere. Well, we sat a little longer tonight. Um, Let's uh, take a break. A couple of notices, but you already know that we have our Donna bowl back there that supports us. So I I just want to talk a little bit about uh, practice and um, some things you might consider. And... uh, in the beginning, I mentioned it's you got to find a way to to structure it so it's something that has some enjoyment for you. It's just not going to work if it's just another thing you got to do. Um, and uh, I use the, fir- the 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 term often contemplative artist. So whatever art that you're putting together and you're however you're painting your canvas is going to be different so it's what's so interesting about meditation is it's it's not a paint by number you know it's not a linear kind of thing we give some basic stuff like okay what we're doing in meditation is we're training the heart and mind um, cultivating actually greater power greater power of kind of concentration greater power of compassion, loving kindness, etc. And then we're, we're using that uh, in our life. So there's a few things that I just want to highlight. Um, the business about um, finding some way that you can brighten your mind in the beginning of a meditation. Oftentimes it's a little bit hard if you're like your mind's going all over the place, and now you're going to sit down and meditate, to, to just begin to introduce a few things that starts to inform your organism that, okay, now we're moving into something different. All the survival stuff that's been spinning all day, and I've been scanning everywhere, trying to get everything done, and making sure that I'm okay in my employment or in my family or in my tribe and I'm not going to be thrown into the wilderness. All that kind of 
base of the brain, amygdala firing. All right, we're in, by, by introducing something that we enjoy a little bit to kind of slow it down, it can be really helpful. And so the gratitude, uh, the Buddha also suggested that you might reflect on your generous acts. Just think about any little bit of generosity that you've done, you know. Could be the most simplest thing. I always use, and where it's the summertime, you know, and it rains, and then the sun comes out, and there's some worms that get stuck on the sidewalk. So if you bent down and picked one off and put it in the grass, that's a generous act. You know, it could be as simple as that. But there's something that brightens the system when we think about that. And uh, it, it, if, if we're in that vein, we're more likely to do a generous act a friend that's hurting, you know, we're a little tired and maybe we want to watch something we're binge watching, but thinking, all right, I'm just going to pick up the phone and talk to that person. I know they're hurting, you know. I'll miss an episode or whatever. Um, And so that becomes a habit. The mind gets inclined towards generosity. I'm going to hold the door for these people, you know. Or I'm going to let this harried mother and her children go ahead of me in line because they're already over the edge, you know? And I've got, you know, I'm not in a hurry or I'm going to step back. All the little things that we can do, it's just... And so when we reflect on that, it brightens our system. The the, the, The third thing that the Buddha talked about using to brighten the mind was just think of the qualities of a Buddha some being, either somebody that maybe you know or maybe some saint or sage or Jesus or Mary or Muhammad or wherever you're inclined to think, wow, the Dalai Lama, you know, um, Nelson Mandela, they can be, you know, whatever. Uh, Martin Luther King, whoever it is for you and just think, wow, what are the qualities of mind and heart of that individual and just kind of be with that and that has a brightening effect I do something that may be a little silly but I often will um, imagine that the Buddha is sitting in front of me and I imagine what is the mind of the Buddha like and that it's kind of beaming into me and I'm trying to just open to what are, what are the, all those understandings, all these kind of fabulous teachings that now a lot of modern psychology is kind of grabbing onto and saying, wow, look at this, all this applied Buddhism. You know, so the, what is the mind of the, the, the amount of understanding uh, and the heart of a Buddha, the empathy, you know, the love, the compassion for suffering, you know, and just kind of sitting with that, whichever, whoever you might pick, you know. Um, And so that has an uplifting quality. So if that's your start, it's a nice step down from, ah, all the stuff in my life, you know. The... Repeated relaxation through meditation. If you think or have the attitude, I don't care if my mind wanders. 
just jumping all over. I'm, I'm going to wake up and then I'm going to relax for a few, few moments or a few minutes. I'm going to give that other part of the nervous system a chance. So the meditation period is like, okay, I'm going to really... I mean, this is self-care, self-compassion, all the neurological research about taking moments to re-relax and build the strength of our relaxation response. So it's perfectly okay. The mind wanders. It's going to do what it does. It's, it's checking out all these things for survival. But then when I wake up, ah, now, now I'm going to kind of soothe myself a little bit. There's oftentimes we, we can actually notice the tension from thinking, you know? And so inviting a relax, relaxation of the tension of thinking. You know, maybe those shoulders which tend to go up with tension, they've gone up like a half a millimeter. Well, maybe we can let them down. Maybe we can bring a softness. The reinstallation of a smile. You know, we might start out and some, some, many meditators like that. Put a little tiny smile on, but then it kind of might disappear. And then you're gone, you're thinking about all the things you're, you know, whatever. And you wake up, ah, awake. The smile's gone, put a little smile on. Kind of notice whatever tension is accumulated from whatever you're thinking about. Offer ease you know, in the mind and in the body, taking time. And so you, it becomes a, really a time for self-care if relaxation is front and center. And if it's possible to drop all the, oh, I can't do this, you know, I just, my mind's crazy. Um, the mind is doing what it needs to do or it's trying to help us survive. It's not our enemy in any way. And it's also okay. Sometimes we talk about the meditator's voice in your mind. You know, there's, there's so many guided meditations available. I mean, you can listen to them if you'd like. Choose them uh, off the internet or from stuff we have here. Or you can use your own little voice, you know. When you do a, a body scan to, and a kind of kindly attentive body scan... You can use a little voice, forehead, you know, have ease, eyes, feel the eyes, smile eyes, facial muscles, you know, why not? You know, begin to kind of use that as a uh, support to a, and using the, the internal voice and notation, you can use it with a nice, <laughs> you don't want to use a shouting voice. Just a calm voice, like, you know, you hear all these guided meditations from all these different people. They're generally not shouting, you know. Unless you're in the military or something, your sergeant is trying to get you to pay attention. That's a different meditation. Um, And so you're kind of noticing in the body. And sometimes you sit down and you're all amped up. Well, then a little extra care for the relaxation part is really, really nice. Maybe you go through the body a couple times, you know. And other times you're like dull. You know, it's like, ugh. You know, you're like caving in. So maybe you open your eyes. 
one thing that I often do now, and I, and I use a little meditator's voice, I just, I just use the words, brighten, brighten. You know, it's like, come on, you know, you're alive. Feel it, you know, and that sometimes will get the energy going, sometimes not. But so experimenting with what, kind of noticing the weather pattern and then, all right, what's a skillful means? For dullness, we want maybe a little better posture, eyes open. Maybe there's a word, you know, alive, bright, whatever, to kind of bring up the energy. Because meditation is that just that simple alertness with calm. And sometimes we'll notice we got this great calm, but we are sinking away because there's no alertness. And other times we're all, ah, you know, and where's the calm? Well, okay, let's do a little more, you know, purposeful relaxation to kind of bring those energies together. And um, the last little thing that I want to mention is uh, to reflect on the wholesomeness of what you're trying to do. You know, oh my gosh, you're, you're sitting down and you're trying to cultivate a, a heart that can stay open longer in the face of suffering, yours and the suffering of others. A, a, a power of compassion that really desires to reach out and help. And you're, you're trying to create a p more powerful mind that can see more clearly, that, can, that you can hold your attention on a particular issue whether it's something in your life, something in your community, something going on in your nation, or a big spiritual question. Nature of suffering. What, you know, what's the nature of impermanence? What, is there a self or not? All those really amazing spiritual questions that people have been turning over forever. So, you really are artists. And it's worthy to do some experimenting of what's most supportive. So I think I'll, I'll stop there and if there's any questions about your practice or stuff you've been wondering about. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe just picking one thing that might, that kind of, oh, that might be interesting to try. You know, and then, and then you'll do it for a while and evaluate it as to whether it's something you want to keep in your repertoire and where it most suits you. You know, the, 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 the brightening the mind or the gladdening the mind Gratitude, thinking about your own generous acts or about a, a, the heart and mind of a Buddha-like person. Um, generally, that seems to be a nice way to begin. It kind of sweeps the space clear, especially if you've been worrying and planning and things are very active. And, you know, it's a nice way to ease in.
kind of step down. And then, you know, some people like body scans. Some people will then use um, long, deep breathing for a while to kind of calm the system. And then to connect with the anchor. Yeah. It's a lifetime of kind of exploration that makes it interesting. You know, we're fiddling with our posture. Well, what's the best posture, you know? So we try it and then we make an adjustment. And, and then same with techniques. We want to, when we set a technique, it's generally helpful to try to mine it as deeply as it'll go. Um, you know, we, we fortunately and unfortunately have access to all the wisdom traditions that have ever existed. And we can skip like a stone over a calm lake um, from one thing to the next and just wonder why, wow, we don't, it's really not affecting my life that much. So you find something, give it a go, mine it deeply, and at some point, months or years after, well, all right, what are the adjustments, you know, we want to make? So. It, it, it really is fascinating, just the fact we're alive and we're actually trying to do something as, um, you know, extraordinary as, okay, how can I be more compa compassionate and more loving? Well, what is all that about? And what are all these ancient practices we have to practice? And how can I develop a samadhi or a concentration, the ability to hold that heart and mind so it becomes a powerful instrument of wisdom and uh, the, the love and compassion is powerful and we don't have to turn away so much from our own suffering and the suffering of the world that we're able to be with it and not be blown away by it. So this is pushing the envelope of, you know, evolution. Yeah. This is our hope for the species in a way, whatever the contemplative model is. We've got to get past where we are, you know, grow. So, any other questions for tonight? All righty. Well, same time, same place next week. Thank you. <laughs>